0: In this caffeinated episode about cold brew, make sure you listen to the end where we talk about a few companies that are doing great things for others ethically and philanthropically and are also roasting great coffee with which to make good cold brew. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coffee Explorer podcast. I'm your host, Jen Stone, and today I am speaking with uh, a new colleague of mine in coffee, Cheyenne Lentz, who is the creator of the uh, coffee blog called Baked Fruit Beautiful. Welcome, Cheyenne. Thank you so much for having me. We were just talking a little bit. You're actually an author of many things coffee, lots of product reviews. Tell me about your business in Baked beautiful.
1: Baked Brewed beautiful is a specialty coffee blog and basically I help coffee brewers at home make better coffee. and so I provide a lot of tutorials, a lot of coffee guides, coffee brew guides and then my other main thing is providing food and coffee pairings kind of like wine and cheese and so I do a lot of recipes that pair well with different coffees, like dark rose, light rose. I try to always offer a coffee recommendation at the end of one of my recipes as well.
0: Now everybody's got a little more time to sit down with their coffee and think about what complements it. In fact, a a friend of mine, she was saying that she had done some work with Chick-fil-A and their coffee. So they upped their coffee game a few years ago with the Thrive Farmers. And she had their coffee, and at first she was like, huh, okay coffee. It's good. But once she had coffee with a Chick-fil-A breakfast, like something about the combination of the ingredients they use and the oils they use, like brought out the flavor of the coffee.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Maybe like the peanut oil from the chicken. <laughs> I know when I have like Kenya is the coffee
0: I've had that experience with the most. Sometimes you know when I have Kenya with hearty foods, it mm. takes on more flavor. Today we're talking about cold brew and iced coffee. What would you summarize as the definition of those two?
1: Yeah, it starts in the process of making it. So iced coffee is more, you just make a batch of coffee and then you dump ice in it. And cold brew is a little bit different because it takes a lot longer, like at least 12 hours. And so those beans or the grounds are brewing for at least that 12 to 15 hour period. So it's more involved than iced coffee.
0: What about the taste result?
1: Yeah, so the taste, cold brew is more, I think it's a little less acidic, and I think it's smoother. Iced coffee's got a little more bitterness to it, and I I definitely think it's more acidic. It's good. It's good on its own, like if you just want something cold. I do like a nice iced coffee sometimes, but it's definitely a different taste, and cold brew is more, I would also say it's a little more chocolatey in flavor, and you don't really get that as much with iced coffee.
0: I feel like there's a pretty significant caffeine difference.
1: Oh, for sure. I think cold brew is more caffeinated. It definitely gives you that perk that you need if you have it in the middle of the day. It's super caffeinated. So I did something I haven't ever done. Right before we got on the line here, I brewed
0: the Japanese-style iced pour-over coffee, which is basically a pour-over over ice with half the water, because I'm following these meticulous instructions. I'm like, oh half the water i think the big thing is that it pours over the ice you don't add the ice after you make the brew and and i think that made a big difference and then yeah. don't tell anyone but i added some almond milk just because it's pretty
1: Ooh, it looks super good. i saw this earlier it looked really good but <laughs> i i like it too flash chilling another name for it i think it's really really good i've tried it a few times and it's not as bitter and you get more of like the original coffee's like tasting notes with flash Mm -hmm. chilling which i prefer definitely
0: you're calling flash chilling brewing it over the ice yeah one of our early podcasts was is with a company called elemental snap chiller and they essentially run the hot coffee through a set of cold chilled tubes and chill it super quickly like in less than a minute so they are capturing lots of flavor and aromas. They work with George Howell and some really well-known brands, and they've actually started canning a ton of stuff, and it does taste really good. When I think about the iced coffee and cold coffee, I I don't really think of, I mean, of course it's coffee. I don't try to translate hot coffee into an iced coffee. I just experience it as a new drink.
1: Right, right. You can't really compare. It, you get a totally different experience, and then with the ice cubes and... Yeah, the whole drinking experience. So you drink. So I drink from a straw usually with iced coffee, and that's totally different too. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny you said that because the the
0: introduction to my Japanese iced coffee recipe was like, for those who like coffee with a straw. <laughs> and that was kind of snarky, but I'm like, I like straws. <laughs> so you're a 12 to 15 hour person. Mm-hmm. I'm a 24 hour person. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. So my recipe is the original toddy coffee recipe from, I actually still have my original instructions and maker from 1994. That recipe is tried and true. And it's, it's not as coarse as the today's cold brew coffee is. And also it's half as much water. So for one pound of coffee, it's nine cups of water, not even two liters. And uh, so it's super concentrated and very viscous. And then they at the time recommend a one to, th- to three or one to four dilution. Okay. Um, so that is, it took me a while to figure out. People were brewing a cold brew diluted. So, on a five gallon bucket, we're putting three pounds of coffee and then the five gallons of water so that the yield is ready to drink and not diluted. Also, there's a school of thought on brewing it cold, like in a refrigerator or tepid. What, where do you land there?
1: I personally prefer the fridge. I think I, I'm impatient and I just, I want to drink it as soon as uh, it's done. Yeah. And so I, I do the fridge, but I do it for like 15 hours at least. I do it a little longer if I leave it in yeah. the fridge versus room temp. I do it a little less.
0: The, the school of thought. And I'm a I'm a room temperature person, but that you're getting more extraction because you're slowing down the ability to extract the flavor versus warmer air.
1: Right. There's a place around where I live and I go and get their cold brew because they, I know they use light beans and it's really good. It's, I think it's almost like flash chilling. It tastes similar to that. I would compare it. Probably the closest thing is, is um, Japanese. Nice yeah. coffee.
0: And you're in La Cologne territory.
1: Oh, right. Yes. I'm super close to one. Actually, it's like five minutes from my house. I go there and I get a black and tan or they have nitro brew on tap and yeah. definitely go there to get cold coffee. Do you like the nitro? I love the nitro. So they have like different varieties so you can get the basic and then they have the oat milk variety and that one's really good because it foams really well. And so there's not a ton of milk in it. If you're concerned about that or need to watch that. So I really appreciate that. So it's called the black and tan. So it's half with the oat milk and then the other half is just regular nitro, but it's it's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I usually get. I I don't veer off far from that drink. How much does
0: that cost? Do you remember?
1: It's about $5 for, I think, like 16 ounce. That's the thing a lot
0: of people don't realize, like, Getting into cold brew, is a, it's more expensive than hot coffee. You use a lot of coffee, it's a ton more work. <laughs> like, there are several steps involved in making a really good iced or cold brew. So always stand up for the expense related to producing those. You know, again, still less than like a stout or a glass of wine, but a lot more work. And you know, La Colombe has done so much with this whole canning cold brew, canning nitro. I saw the owner and founder, Todd Carmichael, speak at a conference at the end of 2019. I was pleasantly surprised. The title of his speech was really ostentatious. How I became a multimillionaire in coffee. But then, (laughs) very humble beginnings and really, really obsessed is his word with coffee and continue to innovate.
1: Their canned nitro is actually pretty good. At least what I've tried that's canned, it's probably my favorite. I haven't had a ton of success with canned cold brew. I mean, canned nitro brew.
0: And I've tried it before. Like, let's throw our coffee in a can. It's so much more difficult. It's just so volatile. And if you want something great, like you said, it's tricky to make sure it stays good in a can for a year. (laughs) And so what else would you say to home consumers? Would you suggest they start with iced coffee or cold brew? I
1: would say jump in and just go for the cold brew. There are inexpensive ways to start. I read about somebody who uses um, like a cheesecloth bag, or they're called cold brew um, maker bags. You can buy them on Amazon. And you put the beans like in the bag, kind of like steeping a giant a bag of tea and then you put that in like a huge pitcher of your water and then you just let it steep if you want to just start and do keep it really inexpensive it's not going to be the best but it's it's a way to to try it and see if it's something you like I haven't done it myself but because I have cold brew makers um, here but it's definitely a good way to jump in
0: I have tested the cheesecloth, and what I like about it is that it gets the very fine sediment out. Especially if you
1: run it through
0: double, then and you can just throw it away <laughs> because it's kind of messy, unless you want to throw it in the washing machine. <laughs> there is a variety of cold brew makers out there. So, Cheyenne, tell us a little bit more about baked brewed beautiful, and like what that encompasses, and how our listeners can check you out.
1: You can go to bakebrewbeautiful.com and um, you'll find a ton of recipes there for iced coffee. I love iced coffees, iced lattes. And then I have, like I said, a bunch of pairing recipes where you can find cookies. And then I have coffee-infused desserts as well, like espresso cookies, espresso frosting brownies, that kind of thing, if you're kind of looking for that. I'm releasing a coffee brewing journal in the month of March, so you can log your daily brews and kind of refine like different variables so if you're testing one out like maybe the water weight was too much or maybe the temperature was too high that this is a log to just help you keep track of that on a daily daily basis so that'll be coming out in a hard copy in march and also a digital copy to save trees as well we'll wish them all for it <laughs> that is so
0: great and handy and that's you know when i talk about grinding and pour overs it's a lot of people don't get super precise with all the implements. like the scale and the water temperature and the thermometers. And that log can really help people because every coffee is so different. Like your Kenya grinds differently than your Nicaraguan. And so making a minor grind adjustment has a huge impact.
1: Yeah, for sure. And th- that's exactly what I want to help people do is just put like, what kind of coffee is it? And just really help them figure out like, okay, what's working? What's not mm-hmm. and going from there? yeah and it can be intimidating but then when you think
0: of the links people go to to make an amazing loaf of bread or you know good cookies like you said or or grill a steak like you have to put the effort in
1: to get totally results yeah it's not an overnight thing and you're going to be an amazing coffee brewer it's a process
0: Cheyenne, I really enjoyed talking with you today and I think your listeners are going to love going to some of the resources we've mentioned and just digging in on iced coffee. But tell us again, we've got your website, but how can we get in touch with you?
1: You can reach me at info at Feel free to send me an email or DM me on Instagram. Baked Beautiful is my handle too. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening all the way to
0: the end, and I promised Cheyenne I'd mention a couple of roasters that she feels strongly about supporting, especially when you're purchasing a neutral coffee or a darker roasted coffee for cold brew. Those roasters are Fire Department Coffee and Peace Coffee. The links are in the notes. Additionally, if you'd like to know what coffee I recommend for a really remarkable cold brew, then I suggest our Ethiopia Wush Woosh, from cl.world. That's on our website at cl.world, c-i-e-l.world. You're also welcome to email me, jen at cie with any questions about iced coffee versus cold brew.